Coming Back to the Earth podcast. We are dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. During these podcasts, we will share our unique experiences, perspectives, and practices that foster an understanding of how each dream speaks to awakening and guiding us on a personal and ecological level. I'm Katrina Dreamer, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Kay Casper. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, probably one of Mary Kay's favorite topics, which is animal dreams. And I have a feeling that this is just part one of many <laughs> uh, podcasts that we will explore animals and dreaming. And I just would like to kick us off, Mary Kay, by asking you, when did you first notice animals coming to you in dreams or how did that relationship begin for you? Thank you, Katrina, and welcome everybody. This, like she mentioned, this is a great, a great topic for me. Um, I think I started having animals come into my dreams when I was a young teenager. It wasn't until I was adult, an adult and I started working with my dreams that I began to see the significance of the, of the various types of animals that would come to me. Um, one that I have often dreamt of is snake and bear. And it's fascinating to me how we can have, and I did have several dreams with, in, for instance, snake coming in, and it, the, the type of environment was very different each time, and yet the same action was always occurring. And it wasn't until I really worked with snake that I actually stopped dreaming about snake, which was really fascinating to me. And then bear came in. So for me, it was in my teenage years, but it wasn't until I started actually working with the particular animal in my waking life based on the dream wisdom that I started noticing them more. And can you say more? Would you be open to saying more about what that particular action was with snake? Right. Yeah, sure. Um, I really do believe that animals come so often in our dreams because they're so close to us and species, you know, the, and, and I also feel like they come to be in kinship in some way. And so in particular, I'll talk about snake because I think that was the most potent um, experience for me. Of course, I am terrified of snakes um, and always have been most of my life. And in particular, rattlers. I mean, obviously, we need to be cautious. Mm. But in my dreams, rattlers would come, and they were always trying to bite me. And they would come in so many different ways. Um, and it's interesting how they're such a grounded animal. They slither around the ground and slither around objects and uh, various aspects of the landscape, but somehow in my dream, they would be up in my bed, they'd be, you know, uh, 
coming from a table onto me. Um, I mean, there was just so many different, they really wanted to get to know me, I believe now. And when I started working with Snake, we talked about the associations that I had with Snake in both my waking and my dreaming life. What, what was it like to be in the dream and, in to, and to be in the landscape, for instance, if I went out to the desert? I mean, I was terrified all the time. And as we felt into those feelings around being terrified, what was underneath that? What was the fear about? And what did Snake mean to me? Again, what was its mythology? What was um, its characteristics? In a spiritual way, it was very much about, my, about potency, about sensuality, about groundedness, about magic for me. And so what I started doing was to feel into what it would be like in waking life to, to not actually have snake bite me, but the visualization and the feeling of snake yeah. biting me. I mean, obvious, for me, I was afraid of my own potency, um, which was a block for me to realize the gifts that I had to bring in the world. And so I started working with snake and I had an altar to snake. I carried snake with me. I have a snake talisman. Um, and I started noticing some differences in terms of my own passion being manifested in the world. And then the most amazing thing happened for me that has really connected the dreaming back to the earth idea. First of all, I had a dream where I let snake bite me. And then I was out in the waking world and I was walking with my sister and I found a snake crawling on the ground. I did not move away from it. I actually moved closer to it. I mean, obviously it was not a rattler. It was a garden snake, but there had still been some fear in the past. And my sister said, well, why don't you reach down to touch it? And I actually did that. Amazing, amazing. And it, that, that was actually what impacted me in terms of believing that if we do our personal work and the work of the land together, it will change us within and without. And um, my relationship to Snake has changed drastically. So it's been amazing. And, it, and actually, it's interesting to talk about Snake because Snake in that whole experience was, again, what kind of impacted me in a way to build that passion to do this work. It was a key influence. Mm. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah. <clears throat> that trajectory. I mean, I, I can think of two similar stories for myself. <sighs> And I, <clears throat> which I'm happy to share in a moment, but I wanted mm -hmm. to say, I don't think that we're unique at all in this, right? I think that right. whether or not people are intentionally opening themselves to a relationship with an animal in dream time and waking time, that they will come to us anyway. And right. if we're open and we're paying attention, um, 
similar kinds of experiences can happen mm-hmm. where we create a relationship with that animal and it's there to teach us something, bring us some, some answers, bring us um, some gifts. And when we truly honor what their message is and bring them gifts as well and take the time to really hear what they're saying, as you did, you were working on it, um, did, was it in therapy? Did I get that right? Yeah, or, in my yeah. dream work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, dream right. work. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is accessible to anybody. And I think that's one reason why animal dreams are one of my favorite topics to talk about. Because I, I do think that everybody interacts with animals in some way. And mm-hmm. whether they are animals that are in our waking life experience or not, we can find ways to interact with them. And, you know, you just had the luck of, in that instance, it being snake where it's not so unlikely that you would run into a snake at some point. Right. 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 Um, Yeah. I mean, one of my major dream animals is bear but I have not had a waking life experience with bear. However, um, another dream animal and waking life animal for me that has a similar story with you and snake is spider. Ah, You know, I've had arachnophobia for my whole life and um, it is, it has changed drastically at this point. And that is because I've, chosen to really try to create a relationship with spider uh, in a similar way to you where I'm not in so much fear. And I'm thinking about what does spider have to teach me? And I have a feeling you were saying like the snakes were coming to you. Right. And I feel like spiders have just always been around me. And so when I started to think about what, what they had to bring, that wasn't the fear. The fear was coming from me. The spider wasn't bringing the fear to me, right? Right. Um, In one instance, I had a dream of a kind of a hybrid spider scorpion, another being that I'm not, I wouldn't be so thrilled to see in waking life. (laughs) Um, But that dream actually helped me heal from ovarian surgery because I chose to engage with that character, even though it was a scary character in my dream. And it's been almost a decade now, so I can't remember the timeline exactly, but where where I used to live in California, there was a mountain called Mount Diablo, one of my favorite places in the entire world, and tarantulas live there. And I used to avoid hiking at the time of year when the tarantulas would be out wandering looking for mates but at this point when I was trying to engage spider more often I was on a hike and there was a tarantula right there on the trail and the exact same thing happened with me as did with you with snake where I said okay I'm not going to move away from this tarantula I'm going to get closer to it now I didn't touch it (laughs) I have not gotten to that point yet Mary Kay (laughs) but 
um, I had a, I had a profound experience right. that, that right. moment when I really just chose to be open and be with the tarantula. And now it's evolved even in the last few months to where spiders kind of moved up into a spirit guide position for me, which I never would have expected ever. Um, so this work is ongoing sometimes, right? There are some animals I feel that they come for a, for a moment, a season, you know, and then they don't really show up anymore. There are others that feel like a lifetime almost relationship. And I think for me, spider is, is a lifetime relationship. Well, I'm wondering if you're willing to, I mean, in terms of spider, what type of themes came up for you in terms of your dreams? And how do you see spider, the, who spider is in the waking world or even the mythological world, how it relates back to what you've been working with personally? Um, similar to you, I feel like spider was, was and is trying to connect me with my personal power, my potency. And I think for that's, that's particular to me. I don't know that spider would always be about that for other people, but I definitely get a sense that there's something, there's something to that. Um, and in terms of, you know, the, the gift that spider's bringing to me or, or, or how do I, how do I see spider in terms of my own personal mythology or, you know, connecting it to the ways that other um, cultures have talked about it. Mm. You know, often it spiders talked about as the weaver and <clears throat> we think of a web as connecting things. And I think that one thing that spiders teaching me is that I actually am really good at connecting connecting ideas, connecting people, connecting um, lots of things. And if I can think about the connections and if I can actually work on being a connector or even being a node that others are connected to, that things really move in a positive way um, in my life and my work. So that's one piece. And then I also have heard about kind of spider bringing letters to people um, by people kind of looking at the web and seeing lines and, mm -hmm. you know, writing has always been a big part of me. And there's a lot of ways that I struggle with it right now. And I haven't figured this piece out yet exactly, <laughs> but I do think that there is something about spider helping me get, get back to a place where I feel a lot better about it. And it's really interesting that the healing dream around my ovaries is connected to spider because I, I think, you know, we can think about how our reproductive organs are also about our creativity, right? That there's always talk about that. And so I think for me having some pretty serious issues with my reproductive organs can be seen in a wider perspective as my struggle with how I'm, how I'm working with my own creativity. 
and spider does it with no effort right the spider mm -hmm. just weaves its web it's what it does right mm -hmm. there's you know when we look at a spider weaving its web it's very industrious it works very hard but that that effort that striving that so often we put on our own creativity i don't get a sense of that yes hardworking, industrious but i think that's different than efforting you know right um yeah and and their creations are ephemeral too they don't always last um they can they're very strong but they can also get blown down in a rainstorm so yeah, but if I keep going, that'll take the rest of our time. <laughs> but I just, it's very, yeah. I think it's another demonstration of how powerful it can be to combine dreams that we have of animals with our waking experience of them and our knowledge of them, both, uh, you know, biological and mythological, right? Right, Yeah. right. I mean, I really appreciate what you're saying about spider and the weaving part. And it just, I mean, animals, they evoke in us such intense feelings. And they teach us about our instinctual energy. I mean, flight and fight. Um, they teach us about sanctuary. They teach us about how to live in the world. Uh, and it's so amazing how... The particular medicine per se if you want to use that word that they offer us when they come in um, and they engage us in a dream that we can bring back to waking life um, I I always have believed that they come in with such grace I mean and the other thing that I'll say about it is that I really do believe that that they they come as archetypal and as mythological as a guide and they come as them. They come as the conscious being that they are into our dreams. No doubt, maybe even dreaming, because I, I do believe that animals dream. So they may be dreaming us as we're yeah. dreaming them. And yeah. what a profound metaphor and waking life reality when we talk about how our dreams offer the opportunity to hear the voice of the earth in our dreams. So blatant. Um, it's so beautiful and that I can learn about how an animal walks in the world and that can be the wisdom that is coming to me. Um, it's just so powerful and I can see that in both of our stories and how both of our stories with our animals uh, teach us about our inner life in terms of weaving and healing your inner life and your outer and the same for me with snake um, it heals me so much within and how am i grounded in the waking world how am i living my potency my dreams my my gift how is that you know and it doesn't and i don't have to do it in a really fast way i can slither around the ground and you know connect people with dreams in that way too. So it's, it, again, it, it feels so profound to me. Um, and I think one of the most powerful aspects to what our dreams can bring in terms of being with animals. I mean, and I think it's also a way that 
they're becoming extinct, right? And many of them have. And we are reminded of who they are when they come in their dreams, if we choose to work the dream and the wisdom that it brings. So, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that about the spider. It's powerful. It's just powerful. Yeah. yeah. I, and I just want to acknowledge your, your little cat being that has joined us <laughs> right, for this right, discussion, right. which is so funny because <laughs> she hasn't necessarily popped in other discussions but there she was giving you little butts on your shoulder <laughs> right, right. she knew we were talking okay. about animals and dreams and okay. she came to say hey pay attention to me i'm here too that's right <laughs> right right yeah. well i mean as i mentioned i i know we could talk about this forever and we're already nearing the the, the end i think so uh we have many more avenues to explore and I also just want to open it up to anyone listening I know for sure I and I am guessing Mary Kay as well would love to hear any animal dreams that our listeners would like to share or you know hear questions from people about animal dreaming that we could address in a future podcast but as we always do we'd like to leave you with a practice that you can use to connect with animals. Yes, so I had the opportunity to um, present what Katrina and I are talking about at the International Association for the Study of Dreams Conference, and I had folks do an exercise and at the end. And what I encourage and invite you to try is to take a dream where you have an animal come to you. Again, as we always say, I would suggest not to use a trauma dream, but to use a dream where there's some mystery, some invitation, um, some desire to be in relationship in a way of getting to know an animal. And to take a moment to let yourself be grounded and to experience the breath and visualize that animal. Invite that animal to come into you, to embody you in whatever way it desires. And to just be with that visualization, the feelings that might come up, What's it like to have that animal accept your invitation and come in and to be with you? And when you feel it's right, start to move as that animal. I know this might feel a little unusual and very vulnerable. So you might find a time when you have some quiet and alone, especially if you live with others, and just move around the room in any way that that animal desires you to and feel into what is it like to maybe crawl around the ground or to fly or to dance in some way, move like the gorilla or the bear or the orca. 
and let yourself be with that and feel into the wisdom of that movement that is coming into your body. If you are struggling with it, that's okay. Be tender with yourself and let yourself be in whatever way, even if it means not moving a lot, but just standing or sitting or lying in the experience of that being. Notice the wisdom, the memories, the association, the feelings that might come up and let yourself be with it for a while. And when you feel complete to give your thanks and gratitude to that animal for coming into your life, for being in your dreams, and for the wisdom that they've offered. And say your goodbyes. And I would also suggest to kind of, you know, move around the room and wake yourself up a little bit. Because um, sometimes it takes a little while for the experience to release itself from your body. And write about it, draw about it, um, sing about it, whatever comes up for you. And um, yeah, that's, that's the gift, one of the gifts that the animal can bring. Learning to embody our wild primal self. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Mary Kay. I just got chills thinking about embodying spider. I've never thought to do that before, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> so that's really great. Um, any any final words any yeah. parting thoughts no yeah. okay thank you yeah thank you for being here with us yeah 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 great and thank you katrina yeah yeah this this is so much fun and i look forward to our next chat yes. and oh anyone who would like to share their thoughts uh you can always leave comments on soundcloud but also we have an email dreaming back to the earth at gmail.com. You can share thoughts with us there. You could also leave a comment on Dreaming Back to the Earth on Facebook. There's lots of ways to engage, and we encourage you to do so. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>